Hey there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah morning news and do Savannah special. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Have another wonderful episode lined up for you this week. I spoke with Alfredo Martinez, better known as Fredo, all about his work here in town, his background, his process, and everything that he's got going on with his work. And Undoubtedly, you have seen his work around town. He recently designed some new shirts for the Starlandia Supply, the art store here in town. He's doing some work for a new vegan restaurant. He designed the sign for the Atlantic. He's done murals in some of the hotels, some other businesses. You've seen his work all over town, and it was really awesome to finally get him on the show. And he shared a lot of wisdom, a lot of wisdom and insight into how he got into the business, and then also some of his strengths and weaknesses for the Savannah art community. So it was a really wide-reaching and interesting conversation with Fredo, and I'm excited to share that with you. Wanted to mention, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column, as well as everything that I write for You Savannah and the Savannah Morning News at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section and in the lifestyle section for my Sunday columns. I recently wrote a piece about Tool School for the lifestyle section Sunday column. Go check that out there. And I, of course, wrote a piece about the history of the OnView residency over at Sulphur Studios, as well as a piece about the artist Bridget Kahn, who is the current OnView artist herself. Go check those out, savannahnow.com in the entertainment and lifestyle sections. Let's get into this week's episode of Art on the Air. Again, Alfredo Martinez talking all about his process, his background, his history, and a whole lot about murals. Enjoy. Art on the Air Field Notes, Rob Hessler here speaking by Zoom with Alfredo Martinez. And we're going to be talking about his work, his background, a bunch of different stuff, his murals in town, getting some of of his feedback. Um, But before we do that, Fredo, I I kind of reached out to you recently to sort of, I've been following your work for a long time now, but I really wanted to talk to you recently because you had a new design come out for Starlandia's um, newest T-shirts. And it's also a really cool print. I mean, I will just say in general, and it's sort of based on David. Why don't you kind of just tell us a little bit about what that's about? And then we'll get into the details about, you know, other stuff that you got going on and how you got to that point. But how did that all work out with Starlandia? Oh, man, that's, you know, we've known Clinton for quite a while. We were both freshmen and scattered around the same time. Mm. And, you know, he was never somebody who was like in my super tight, close group of friends, but we've always kind of floated around the same circles and it's Savannah, especially the art community. So you get to know people. And uh, we've just, we've always worked with him, you know, going back to when he was running um, First Friday Art March back in the day. And we started doing some, we did a, a, a t-shirt design and some posters at that, at that time, actually, that we screen printed. But, um, you know, I've done a ton of work with Clinton. So he reached out and was just, wanted some shirts and being like the guy he is, he's just kind of like, yeah, here's our logo. Come up with some ideas, you know, love, <laughs> love to see what you got. Thanks. <laughs> and that was about it. So um, I kicked, you know, just a, a bunch of stuff at him and the um, we'd done some shirts. We printed some shirts in the past where we took, I think it was Einstein and Frida Kahlo. And we, we have toned them. So we turned them into that dot pattern and replaced their eyes with stars. And they were just really, 
you know, goofy and fun and they kind of fit the, the vibe of the brand. And um, that's honestly where I got the idea from. I was like, well, why don't we do something like that? But we go after, you know, some of the most recognizable pieces of art. So we tried Mona Lisa, tried David, I kicked a bunch of other designs at him as well. And just kind of like, oop, like that one, let's do it. And kind of just rolled and ran with it. It was sometimes design could be really difficult mm. and you sit there banging your head against it. And every once in a while you just get an idea and it just works the first well, time. Where'd that and bold I- color pattern come from? Because I mean, those colors are just like oh. blasting off of the t-shirt. And that's all then that's gotta be like Starlandia is all, you know, super bright pinks and purples and yellows. And, you know, I did the, I painted all those shapes on the side, on their wall inside. Yeah. Uh huh. It was just kind of like that same kind of color palette, just that same vibe, just trying to keep things fun and bright. And uh, just like, like anything else, trying to make sure that it fit the, the client's brand. You know, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, you, you and I was going to kind of bring that up is that, you know, you did do the walls and stuff at, at Starlandia. And it's like, you've been working with Clinton and Starlandia now for so long that you're like kind of become like a partner almost. It's like, I mean, I know you're like hired to do it, but in a way, like your imagery and what you're doing, and Clinton is so trusting of artists too. He's just like, yeah. like you said, he's like, yeah, man, um, cool, do do what you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and so like you end up becoming like like almost, a, like I said, a partner where you're create you're helping to like really create the brand and like what it looks like today. So this new design, like you said, it really kind of fits that Starlandia style, you know, and you've almost like helped create that. So I kind of wonder yeah. what that's like for you. I mean, as somebody who's, you know, you're an artist, but you're a designer and you're doing all this different stuff, like working with somebody like that in over a long period of time where you're like really, I mean, a big part of what their brand even means. That's something, well, okay, full disclosure, you know, I am, you know, I'm just an artist for hire. And yeah, my relationship with them has always just been just like anybody else, I get hired to do the job and I, and I try and do the best, the best I can at the end of the day, the way I view all of these things is the client has final say on anything and everything because it's their brand, but they're hiring me because I've got that expertise and I've got opinions on, you know, what will or won't work and what'll communicate what they're trying to say. And it's, um, it is always a, it is a partnership. It's a collaborative effort where, you know, a big part of what makes a good designer besides being able to make things look good is having a strong sense of empathy and a strong ability mm. to understand people and what they want. And, you know, that's, that's something I pride myself on is I really try to, every time I'm working with a brand like this, to try and fit their needs and what, what they're going after as strongly as possible and try and, you know, uh, elevate it if I can. But yeah, it really is. It's because because it, you're right. People are trusting you with their brand, and, and as somebody who has started a small business, that's like that's your baby. Mm-hmm. That's so important. that's like it takes over your whole life. And yeah, to put trust in somebody else is a pretty big, uh, pretty big leap. So I try and you know treat it seriously, just keeping that in mind. Well, that's awesome. I, I and and that's not the only project that you've done recently in Savannah. Um, you also did some design work for a 
poetry showcase called Black Prisms, a, a, a conjunction, a collaboration between Deep Center and Telfair Museums. And by the time this airs, actually, that will have already happened. But maybe talk a little bit about that and how that sort of all came together. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Deep Center and everything that they do. Yeah. And they're a really great organization for the city of Savannah. Um, and that's a really cool design. How'd that kind of all work out, come together? Um, similarly, you know, it's just relationships going way back. Um, I've known Marquise for years. You know, we did, 13 Bricks did some printing and some design work for him way back in the day for Spitfire Poetry Group. Mm. Did the whole branding and, and all of it. And, I've, you know, I've done a ton of designs for, for Keys for that and for other projects. And so when he finally kind of got in a position in deep where he could start being in charge of some of this stuff, he was like, oh, Fredo, you're my go-to guy. Like, you're that, let's say, I'm bringing you on, let's do it. And so I've been doing more and more work with them recently. Earlier this year, I ran a couple of visual workshops, you know, just like over Zoom, um, where I was showing the, the group of youth some, some of the processes that I use to create signs and stuff like that, and kind of like some practical art skills. It was fun. You know, it was, it was a few weekends of hanging out with a bunch of kids and painting. But, you know, following that, Keith just said he wanted to, to bring me on with as many things as possible. So this was one of them. Uh, he reached out, basically being like, hey, dude, we need a logo for this event. I've got some ideas. And he always hits me with, you know, he's just like, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> reel it back a little bit. Let's get like a few of those ideas and like, let's really dig into that. And um, that's, you know, that's how, that's how it came to be. And I love everything that they do. I think they're one of like, they're definitely an ally. They're, they're, they're one of the more positive forces in the community, um, everything that they do. So I was really excited to see that they're doing this big event with Telfair and, you know, it's a big deal. And I think uh, for the kids, it's also like, it's huge. Yeah, I know. On the poster, they were like, oh my God, no, this is like a legit event. He's like, yeah, I'm telling y'all. Y'all are like, you're on the spot. This is it. You're doing it. That's so cool. I mean, I wonder how you feel. Okay, because we talked about Starlandia and we're talking about Deep Center. And those are, you know, two Savannah institutions. I think most people yeah. in Savannah probably know about both of those. And Starlandia does some great work, you know, recycled art materials and what Clinton does as an advocate for arts in the community. I mean, that's that's all great. But there's kind of a difference between those two organizations. And that one is a retail store, which, you know, <laughs> is kind of a commercial business that requires sales to pay rents and yeah. you know it's a business all in the end it's a business whereas deep center when you're doing work with them i mean obviously it's still a paid client but it's an organization that is really motivated to sort of help the youth and really yeah. help our community and and bring our community up i wonder how you sort of think in terms of those two different things like I know as a freelancer myself, it's not like you really pick and choose your work a lot. I mean, you kind of, for me, I almost never say no, but it's like, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, yeah. kind of what that's like, but at the same time, I mean, there is something up to, to be said about doing something which actually is helping an organization that is also helping the community that you're a part of. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely fulfilling in a different way. And that's a big motivator. And I love getting that kind of those kinds of opportunities anytime they do come around. But you are right. It's kind of like you said, you, you, you almost never say no. If somebody hits you up asking for a job, even if it's something you don't really do or something you don't agree with, you might be like, OK, yes, but this, this or that. But um, it is always more exciting when it's something like that where you're like, yeah, 
um, yeah, this is exactly up my alley. This is what I want to be doing because it's a, it's a, it's so important, you know, uh, the stimulus that you get as a kid and the exposure you get as a kid to art and to writing and to, to creative thinking can totally just adjust your trajectory through life and what you end up doing. And I know that if I hadn't gotten exposure at such a young age to the arts, I wouldn't be doing what I do and I'd have a totally different mentality besides just besides just like a different profession. It's like a different way of thinking. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. And, you know, the work that they do is just it's just so phenomenal. I want to take a, a switch gears here a bit because one of the things that, you know, you've been involved in in Savannah, and I know you're in Tampa now, but you're back and forth mm. between Savannah and yeah, Tampa a lot. And you've done a lot of other work in Savannah uh, beyond these these sort of graphic design pieces that we're we've been talking about, and that's murals. And I want to talk about murals with you because they they're always a hot button issue here in Savannah, but they've been very recently, um, especially kind of talked yeah. about. Um, and you know, Clinton is intimately involved in you know trying to push for more murals in Savannah and all of that. But let's talk a little bit about this because you've done a lot a lot a lot of murals in Savannah over the last, you know, several years. Love your CES mural by the way. Uh beautiful, uh really nicely done. I love how you took really well-known Savannah iconic things like the Golden Dome, the bridge, the mm-hmm. the fountain and it's like not cheesy. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah. so you're not, you're not selling this print like off the, no offense to anybody who's doing this, but like, you know, you're not selling it to tourists like down on the, in the, in the well, river. Front, you know? That type of stuff is like, how do you do something that's recognizable, but hasn't been done to death? Right. So, I mean, yeah, maybe talk a little bit about that. Actually, the, the CS is pretty interesting. I mean, just that in general. And like, how did these, because I mean, you, a lot of the murals, and we talked about this before we went on the air, a lot of your murals have, are done internally they're done inside um yeah. by build, building so kind of how did some of these projects i mean we could talk about ces specifically but you've done a couple of others recently as well like how did these you know sort of projects come along as well like well let's just go specifically to ces how did that come a lot come along i mean that was last year too which was in a sort of an interesting time to be doing a mural as well trying to it was it was a, it was that whole thing was crazy it was that was a really fun project i'm trying to remember how they reached out to us i think this may have been one of those things where it kind of traveled through the grapevine where it was like, I think that's what it was. Van talked to somebody and just kind of like offhand mentioned that, you know, uh, he's got this business and his partner, blah, blah, blah. And we do murals as well. And he was like, oh, shit, well, my, my cousin or my friend or somebody like my, and kind of got in contact with them. And it was just perfect timing that they were looking to open up the store and they wanted to, they wanted to really show their, you know, they're a bigger brand. They're a, they're mm-hmm. a, national brand but they really wanted to show this location being like no guys we're really treat us like we're local really committed to savannah to the community and and to show that they wanted to have this whole mural dedicated just to savannah and so we went back and forth you know talking about what's your list of like what are like the savannah things that you need to see and, and and kind of took it from there and that was a great fun project to work on. They had like free unlimited coffee in there and snacks. <laughs> hey, that's that's a big deal, man. <laughs> hey, it makes a difference. But, you know, all of these projects, uh, all the mural stuff has been mostly uh, word of mouth. I, I kind of lucked out early on and got the opportunity to do the stairs in the between the first and second floor at the Andots. Yeah, that's a beautiful mural, man. What a that nice, was, nice that's mural. That's crazy. 
like looking back on that, there's no reason <laughs> they should have had me do that, but they did. And I know. I was even like wondering about that. And I was going to ask you that was back in 2015. And like, I'm like, what is that even like, it's amazing. Like, <laughs> oh, how did that even happen? Like, how did that all, okay. Well, first of all, let me, for our listening audience, cause this is terrible. We're like talking about this, but there's like these waves like cascading down the, yeah. down the um, stairway yeah. and there's these fish leaping out of it and the birds and this, this, incredible patterning how did that all work out and like just it's the craziest thing that you would never think that you'd find in a hotel it's um that just shows my dedication to overthinking things um (laughs) but um we did a back back in the day back when first friday art march was a thing the andas reached out to clinton saying that they wanted to do a mini art march because they did uh, monthly events back then. I don't know if they still do, but um, back then they did it every single month. They had an event in the lobby. So Clinton reached out to a few of his more, um, I guess, consistent and prominent vendors. And we were there every single month. You know, we, we were always there doing it, uh, slinging t-shirts and prints. So we had a little booth. We were set up. We're, we're selling shirts and we're giving everybody kind of the same spiel when they come up, the little sales pitch. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to this guy. I had no idea this dude is in charge of the entire hotel. It's just this guy named Matt. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, we mentioned to him, we're like kind of like a collective of artists, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, that's cool. So you guys know anybody who would be able to do a mural? And I'm looking <laughs> around, I'm like, yeah, uh, me. <laughs> and um, we played it off like, yeah, yeah, no, we could find somebody for sure. You know, we've got this huge network of artists. And um Turns out the dude owns the freaking hotel and they were looking to do a mural and they wanted, this was like the stars aligned because they wanted to specifically hire a local artist and they preferred to hire kind of an unknown artist. They wanted somebody who didn't have a rep because they saw the opportunity to kind of put somebody on and they have locations all over the world. And in a lot of them, they have murals that are dedicated to the city they're in. And so they were like, Hey, we've got this huge budget. We want an artist nobody's ever heard of, and we want you to do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> That's awesome. I was just like, really? Uh-uh. But, um, you know, it, we went back and forth, and uh, for a while, I almost thought that it wasn't even going to come through because we weren't hearing back from them. Ended up being they were just busy, and we picked up the, the conversation after a few months, and we were able to pick it up. But during all that time, I was just sitting there, racking my brain trying to figure out what to do for this design because I could tell it's you know it's going to be such a huge deal and so I got really conceptual with it and you know the end result it's one of those things you have to see it but it, it's it looks like an acid trip um it's like all these local plant and animal life as you progress going up or down the mural kind of they progress and they change into like origami sort of geometric shapes and even the sky is filled with, with geometric shapes and there's just a lot of overlapping and, you know, three-dimensional shapes getting cut by two-dimensional ones where it just breaks perspective and it just gets really kooky and goofy. Uh, super bright colors, super fun. You know, their stairwell was just, it was like varying shades of beige and it looked like super institutional. It's just not friendly. It didn't fit, you know, the... Oh, for the, sure. I yeah. I mean, the, and, and what's cool, if you go to um, your website, which is Fredo Illa, it's just F-R-E-D-O-I-L-L-U.com. I mean, I would suggest if people are interested heading over there because you've got, I mean, all these photos of the 
the process. Oh yeah. You tried to document that as much yeah. as possible. Well, it's cool too, because like, I wonder, like you say, you're racking your brain about this, but you're like having to think about this piece. It's not like you're like thinking of, Oh, I've got this wall and this wall is <laughs> X dimension by X. It's like, I've got this curving, turning. Yeah. Like it's such a complicated thing that doesn't look complicated when it's done. It's like, Oh, it's all, I mean, it does look complicated, but it doesn't look like, like people can't see that or, you know what I mean? It's just this crazy mural. Well, that's, that's part of my process. And that's something that I've, I've refined over the years. That was the first big project because I'd done a small thing in our own shop before then. And I did one for a recording studio. It was just a very small room. Um, it was like a backyard uh, recording studio. It was kind of like my foot in the door. But part of my process is always I'll go in there with tape measure and just measure everything and write it all down. So then I go back and I create like little schematics that have the walls. So I had like a, a vector file that had the sizes of all those walls down to where like the conduits and the wires and stuff and the lights and like everything. So I could draw on it on paper and draw around those things and kind of incorporate those things so that when I went to actually do it in place, I wasn't running into surprises of like, oh, this big prominent thing is getting blocked by a fixture, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you know, I think that that's kind of one of the things that, you know, artists need to kind of go through that process. I mean, I think even if, you know, people want to do murals just to kind of learn that stuff. And I kind of want to sort of transition a little bit here to, to talking about more outdoor murals. You've done some. I mean, you have a piece uh, up on your website from Garrison Elementary. Yeah. Um, you know, a larger piece. You did, you know, done some outdoor designs for like your pie and yeah, some um, other places. Howlin' Hound and um, Castaways. There's quite a few of those have been painted over since then, but yeah, I love to Howl and Hound actually. They had good food, but I, you know, unfortunately, oh, yeah. they that that place is no longer there. But how has that process been different for you? Because you know, we're talking about this incredible mural at the Andas, and I would, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and but most people aren't going to see it. Like it's it's you <laughs> have know. to go to that hotel and you like know no, there's this crazy mural yeah, like in there more tourists than locals see it because if you're not staying at the hotel and going up to the pool how would you know right and so that's like one of the things that's like a shame about that is that you know we as locals don't really get to enjoy you, you know this this incredible expression that you've put together and one of the things i thought was sort of fascinating about you and your history and the timing of your history is that you know you graduated from scad in 2013 that's mm. about the time that that the art walk started happening that there was kind of post housing crisis and all the art galleries sort of kind of coming back around the sulfur studios opened up around them yep. and yep. it was kind of like that. things were starting to build 2012 was when seesaw which you know kind of wrote the new mural legislation or whatever mural process for the city of savannah was 2012 so like all these things were sort of happening like right when you're graduating and you come out and you know you're putting up art and one of the things I would say, though, that I'm, that I'm kind of critical of as an art advocate is that, like, well, yeah, that's awesome. And no, nothing has really changed since that time. I mean, sure, murals have gone up, but it's really mm-hmm. still it's still the same. It's still a kind of mm-hmm. nearly backbreaking process. We used to have a public um, – it was a mural wall on, like, 34th and Hab. Mm-hmm. There was, like, an empty lot over there with a huge wall. And it was, like, every few months or whatever, they had a different artist just do something on it. I remember and- – yeah, yeah, and that that used to be a thing, and now you know, of course, like everything else, it's been and it's been developed into 
into apartments? Well, I mean, there's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with development, except for that no, you're saying, very- like, like you said, it doesn't, there isn't a substitute for it. And, you know, we we're talking about that. You're talking about this project that you did with the Andas and like, you know, what it kind of took for you and you had done this other small project, like artists need an opportunity to be able to practice, to learn, to be able to grow. Yep. And that doesn't really exist. So I, I'm kind of curious, like your long view, having been here sort of during this entire process and now you've built your business and you're doing all this stuff and you've done lots of murals and you're doing lots of other art projects as well, doing a lot of graphic design. I mean, kind of like, what is your just overall view? Like, where do you see sort of the strengths of Savannah's art scene and like maybe where there are some areas that you think we could improve upon? I think, you know, strengths, there is a the double-edged sword because there's a super, super tight uh, sense of community. It's a smaller place where you can build up uh, reputation, I think, a lot faster than you could in a bigger city uh, because you do one big project and everybody sees it and everybody knows about it. And you do, it is easier to kind of meet all the people you would need to mm-hmm. in order to, to move forward in a sense. At the same time, it being so small can also kind of limit things. There's limited, you know, financial opportunity sometimes it feels like. And also, if you're not part of the club, it can be hard to break in if they already have a guy or they have a guy who's been doing it for 15, 20 years or whatever it is. Um, so Savannah's always, you know, there's a reason why I keep coming back. It's a special place. It's got, a, it's got an energy that, um, like you said, around that time, around 2013, when we first started off the, the 13 breaks at the screen printing business, a, a huge, like half of the mission, half of the whole point of doing that was exactly what you're talking about. We recognized that there was sort of limited opportunities for artists and we wanted to create them. And we set off with that goal in mind. So we were hiring artists to do shirts. We were doing, you know, just trying to kind of expand opportunities and connect all these small business owners with all these artists and, and kind of help things happen, help things move along. And over the years, I've trained a ton of graduates or even students who were in SCAD or even dropped out and uh, helped them through their first commissions and their first graphic design work just through the shop, them interning and working for us. And since then, I've tried to carry that along into my mural business. I, like we said earlier, you know, I did that workshop for the kids at Deep, but also I'm often hiring assistants. And, you know, helping to train people and show people. And I'm always super, I try to be super open with my process and how it works. I'm not one of those guys that tries to like safeguard it and be like, this is the secret to the sauce. <laughs> that's, that's like a problem with Savannah is a lot of people get very cagey and they really, they want to be the only person to do the thing and they don't want to share the process. They don't want to even, I've had clients say that they didn't want to credit me for my work because they don't want other people to hire me and kind of like take away the magic of their brand. But I think, you know, it's the opposite of the, the attitude we should have. And, you know, that's where it's a strength and it's a, and it's a weakness. It's a, it's a small community. It's a, even though there's actually a decent amount of people there and there's a lot of money floating around in Savannah, it's still somehow a really tight community. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting though, like, and, and this is something that I, I, I guess I'm sort of, I get stuck on and maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this. I mean, maybe this is something I shouldn't focus on. Maybe this is something that happens everywhere, but 
I hear what you're saying and man, it's like super admirable that you're, that you're, you know, helping this workshop you did at deep center, for example, and, and bringing on other people to help you do these projects and they get to kind of learn through that process, mm -hmm. working with SCAD kids to help them move along in that direction. Mm -hmm. We've talked a lot about Clinton Edminster, uh, Starlandia. Clinton is a force of nature and he'll do Starland mural project, for example, or, or the fence art project, or, yeah. hire you to do to do various things you know stuff like that the problem i see though however is that what if you guys weren't there and i understand that there's a it takes somebody you know like there's a certain level of like somebody's got to do the work but also there is a way in my opinion that a city can help to support and foster that because it ends up being like people like clinton do the Starland mural project, for example, and get paid almost nothing just because he loves doing this. Now the artists all got paid. The artists right. all got paid. I'm not saying that, but Clinton himself, the organizer who without which this would never have happened makes no money. And right. so there's a lot of that. Like I kind of feel that what if you move to Tampa and you don't come back or what if Clinton's like, I'm tired of this man. I'm tired of going before the board and like, <laughs> getting knocked down you know what i mean like eventually it like it needs we need something a little bit more i think you know we need like yeah. a city like something that says that that our structure our infrastructure is supportive of the arts in a way that the community because i i agree i think the community we are dude we help each other out i mean people are yeah. when you go to an art show people show up man yeah. you know it's like there's yeah. we're supportive of each other but i think the problem is we don't have any money <laughs> like we're not the ones like <laughs> we're all like buying each other's artwork i mean it's like you know i mean around. i mean you can see in my behind me i've got all this artwork all these savannah artists like are all behind me it's all like a line of savannah artists yeah but it's like i'm broke dude i mean <laughs> <laughs> i hear you yeah well you know so the city has some stuff like this already right the city has the Weave a Dream grant, which I think it's just the only problem with it is that not enough people know about it and they will match up to $5,000 um, mm -hmm. for a project. Although I think it's limited. I don't think the, you know, you have to be working with a nonprofit and I think it's like once per year. I might be wrong about that, but like they won't grant the same nonprofit multiple um, uses of the grant. So I think they're kind of on the right track, but if they could just expand that, if they could make it more accessible, more available and, and promote it better, that's part of it. The other part of it, I guess, is just to streamline the process and making it, you know, like you said, the majority of the work I've done has been indoors, has been for private businesses. And it just totally bypasses a lot of the nonsense where you get to um, just the owner's cool with it and it's nothing you know offensive or illegal then it's fine you can just do it it's like any other job but as soon as you are out outside as, as soon as you're outdoors and especially you know the closer you're getting to downtown the more oversight and the more process that there has to be in making sure it's like oh does this does this mural potentially count as advertisement and not just a mural does it you know how does the you know, it's important for the neighborhood and, and whatever neighborhood councils and people to be on board with it and to be told about it. But, you know, when you have a business owner that wants to do something on their building is totally harmless. And then 
you know, you didn't have lunch with the right people before you proposed it. And now it's not, it's never going to go through. That sucks, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not even necessarily institutional. I think it's just more just tradition. It's more just the culture what people are used to um, in Savannah. But I think institutionally it could be, you know, um, um, you know, any artist will tell you more grant money, please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, more grant money, please. That's awesome. Well, look, I want to I want to start wrapping this up, Fredo. Why don't um, as we kind of get to the end of the interview here, um, I, I kind of I already mentioned your website. I want to mention it again here. Let me get it right. It's Fredo Illa. It's F R E D O I L L U dot com. Uh, where else can people find your work? You got Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, um, Freezy Art on Instagram. That's F R E E Z Y A R T on Instagram, and um, I also have a Alfredo Martinez Art Facebook page. But honestly, the Instagram account is uh, probably the most active of my social media, which is saying something because lately it's not terribly active. But it's actually I'm just starting to pick back up on that. I'm just, I mean, I swear I need like a social media manager to do this for me. I love making stuff. And then I remember I have to like show it to people. Oh, dude, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible about it. I'm right there with you. Um, and also, of course, you can catch a, you can catch one of Fredo's latest pieces on a t-shirt over at Starlandia, um, yeah. new David design. So that's great. Well, thank you so much, Fredo. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Alfredo Martinez, uh, thanks for coming on Art on the Air today. Thank you for having me. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week where we'll have another batch of art on the air.